This is the open bar, opening bar. Actually, I think I forgot this part. <laughs> Thanks for listening all up in your car. YouTube Live is where we are. Wait, are we J Mike? That's my co-host, by the way. They sorta call me Gabe on the mic every booze day. Oops, I meant Tuesday. Though really, who's to say? I think it's about time to press play. Go. If you have, if you have something that, um, you know, you could just kind of tee up for us, so we could just kind of make fun of you, that would be great. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, do you have any hidden talents? Um, I don't know. Come on, there's got to be something. We just th this is what we live for. This J, J Mike and I are just bullies. We invite three people to try and boost our self-esteem. I, I guess maybe my nickname growing up was Shug T. And my radio, I was on a radio. I was a radio DJ, and it was T Bone. So I have a tattoo of that, sugar tea and tea. Oh my god, <laughs> bro! Yeah, yeah. Instant I mean, cause classic. Because if, if I thought you were gonna I'm, fall for I'm this, I would have warned you. They were literally just fishing, dude. I'll go with this Here's one some too. Gold. <laughs> I'll go with this one too. I uh, I grew it's up in, in Pennsylvania. I grew up in Pennsylvania in a little town called Big Pond. And I lived on Big Pine Road, and there's only two stop signs in the whole city. And there's like, there's, the cows outnumber the people. So, and, and my buddy and I, we used to listen to rap all the time. So that's where Suge T came from, from Suge Knight and Tupac and, and all those guys. So, yeah. That's it. Oh, we're, oh, we're tracking. We're tracking. <laughs> Don't you worry about that, Suge. We got you. Yeah. <laughs> Shug T. Right, so, <laughs> are you sure that you want your handle to be Tyler Belosky? Because <laughs> <No. laughs> we have literally had people on this show and changed their handle. It doesn't <laughs> matter to me. The, the Swoboda, we got the People's Champ. We have done this to people. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> The fire, fire intro because uh, we are, in fact, recording because we're so, so, so live on the open bar. 9.30 Eastern, uh, about 3.30 Zurich time, and uh, I'm still feeling jet lag. Like, I started getting tired about one hour ago j mike and i'm not sure which planet i'm on so i'm very happy that you're here and i'm very very happy to be with you my man how are you seeing your beautiful face your lovely golden man bun ah. uh, the the face that runs the place i cannot tell you how happy i am to see you uh, i'm glad you're well i'm glad your travels were great uh, I'm glad you're just pimping all over the world with your wife by your side. Um, it was, I mean, it's, you know, we, we got along halfway decent with you gone, but with you back and, and now uh, officially cultured, uh, as the kids say, uh, I think that you're ready to take this podcast to new heights. But but I can't tell you how happy I am to see your face. Man, that's, that's far too kind because we, we all know that that's a bit much. 
you handled the show splendidly. Uh, listen to what? Well, how many episodes did you do? Two, three? I, I've listened to two. Uh, three or four, yeah. Four? Okay. Well, I listened to the one that you made fun of Gobby a lot, and that was the best. So <laughs> uh, shout out to the, the Bobby Catch. Um, that was a fun episode last week. But uh, no, I'm, I'm just happy to be back and uh, very well cultured. I um, am still like I've been wa- I've been walking around like just in stores and stuff. And I feel like people should be saying like German speaking German to me. Like I, I keep saying uh, in Schuldegung to people that I walk by. That means like, sorry, excuse me. So I like if I'm, you know, happen to get in someone's way or whatever, which happens a lot. I say in Schuldegung, you know. And they're like, what'd you just say to me? <laughs> I mean, Dim's I'm fighting words. Sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. From my native country, we actually, yeah. how are you? How are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I was there for that show. <laughs> uh, um, I, so we, <laughs> you, you kind of already heard one of our, one of our guests tonight. Um, and uh, with possibly one of the greatest intros. To the open bar. Thank you for that, Tyler Belosky, the official SFB8 power ranker of uh, <laughs> planet Earth, I think. So, uh, how you doing tonight, my man? I am doing great. First of all, thanks guys for having me on here. It's uh, it's a blast. I listen to you guys all the time, so it's just cool to be part of the uh, the show. Yeah, and uh, we've talked a little bit before about you kind of trying to get on and, and you have your podcast with your son, Eli, shout out to Eli. Um, yeah, yeah. He's sleeping right now. He'd be on, but yeah, I know. Well, 10 o'clock here <laughs> and, and you know, we, we run this pod with that small little E right next yep. to the pod's name. So I don't know. I don't know if we can keep things, you know, uh, G rated or uh, PG rated even. I mean, there were a lot. Of, I heard Bobby swearing a lot last week. Like it sounded weird. Like, is Bobby okay? Is Bobby, Bobby in the chat? Can Bobby we check in on him? Well, he's got a headache tonight. He are, he did shout out in the in the chat. He is just, I think, what people consider your typical angry New Yorker. I mean, something's okay. up. I thought you were gonna say husband, not New Yorker. <laughs> I mean, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what? The married life chose you, partner. You got to deal with that. Uh, and um, second up, I'm going right to left here from my screen. Um, the PA Howdy, the Pa Audi, the, 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 uh, uh, it's Peter. What's up, dude? <laughs> you have to unmute yourself, Peter. Sorry, Peter, come on. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Crossroads yeah. representative. I was trying to look up the chat because that's just where I'm used to oh, being. Oh, that's not so real. I, I that's not real. It's trying to get the live chat. Yeah. Hey, uh, happy to be here and not just trolling the chat this week. Um, what's up? <laughs> okay. PA Howdy says Howdy. And we are on to uh, Kev, the engineer. Um, very frustrated by Tyler Belosky's ranking. Uh, <laughs> systematics if you will but uh how you doing kevin just i'm doing great man thanks for having me back really appreciate it love this format you guys uh always good time on the open bar uh, I, uh, and i just want to point out real quick that i nominated you did you actually win i i tried to get you on that ea madden thing man 
<laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I, I did see that. I, uh, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I know. Uh, it looks like the the franchise works with with EA Sports now. I don't know that story, but um, that would have. Yeah, and I, if I, I, I don't know, that that's quite the reach. Exodus. That would be quite the reach for me to <laughs> be the fantasy football intro rapper to then <laughs> Madden. Uh, feature Madden rapper, but uh, I appreciate you um, shouting me out there, my man. <laughs> of course, buddy. Yeah, so I have no issue with uh, SFB rankings, which, uh, you know, all for fun, but Tyler doing them by hand was like nails on a chalkboard <laughs> as an engineer. You know, this guy's like manually writing down people's names. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> Get somebody like Hornsby to fantasy ADHD to scrape that for you. You could, you could. Put this all into a spreadsheet for you or something. Kevin's like, yeah, I could have developed no 10 different softwares to, to help you in the time that it takes for you to rank them all by hand. Oh, I'm sure he's already made a ranking system <laughs> from the first 10 minutes we've been on the show. Well, here's the thing I did, I did the whole name at first, and then I cut it down just the last name, and now I'm just doing abbreviations. And I think I'm just going to go by numbers after that. I'm, I'm almost done. I got 10 divisions left, and I'm ready to just throw in the towel now, but I have too many people asking about these, so I got to get them done. So, you're so a legend, dude. Just send me what you've got, and I'll make you like a sheet. It'll take me like three <laughs> minutes. I just love by the by the time you're done handwriting all this stuff, it's gonna be obsolete with week one kicking off. <laughs> no, I, sh I should be done by this weekend. I should be done. <laughs> I wanna I wanna see like if it if it was on like a, a roll of paper, if you did it that way and just like I wanna see a video like of you just like rolling it out. No 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 it's it's on that it's on that chalkboard in his background. That's why the rest of this, the rest of his the rest of his week is open. That's why he's That's right. yes. Did, yes, Tyler, did you do your power rankings by <laughs> the same way that you do your uh children's sleeping patterns with smiley yeah, faces right? and dashes? Yeah, there are a couple of dashes and frown frowny faces too. <laughs> That's good. The uh, the chat's already lit all the way up. Uh, special shout out to the chat. Uh, Bobby Couch was in here first. I know he's not feeling well, so Bobby, shouts to you, sir. Hope you get to feeling better. Spoonie's in the building. What up, Spoonie? Uh, Zach from the Dynasty Dummies. Uh, the other half, uh, some would say the less famous, the lesser good-looking half uh, of the Dynasty Crossroads crew, uh, Jake Anderson at NFL Draft Talker on Twitter. Uh, the recently fired uh, executive producer uh, of our podcast. Um, yeah, Jake, I found all three of these guests on my own. Thanks. <laughs> Sal Lito's in here with us, um, but it's already lit all the way up. And uh, Sal just wants to let you know, Tyler. Uh, he says, look, what, you know, whatever you do with your with your rankings, put me on the list, Suge T. <laughs> <laughs> So it, yeah, it looks no like from, from here on out, there, there's no more Belowski. Um, you can just retire that. It's Suge <laughs> T from here on out. Yep. I, I could probably bring it back. I, I have a couple of people who know what it is. I'll bring it back. <laughs> My man. That's right. <laughs> we are in support of that here on the open bar. Um, do you have any? Do you have anything you want to share from the rankings? Like you know how far up uh, the open bar co-hosts are, or anything you know, anything of that nature. Top tier. <laughs> uh, Allergies, uh, it's, man. It's, 
it's really tough to say because I, as I was saying before we hit the live button, it's a, it's a whole bunch of numbers and it's anywhere from 46 to about 60. And I think both of you guys, I, I have a stack of paper about this tall. So to flum through it right now, it'd be tough, but you guys are probably, let's say 300. <laughs> I, I don't I, I really don't know. But, <laughs> just messing. <laughs> I, I don't know. Ah, where's that? But I, do, but I did. Where's that? Kid? But I did do a top twenty-five people of uh, who I follow on Twitter and listen to. And Gabe, I think you were right around twenty, twenty-one or so, something like that. That's respectable. So, That's respectable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he went up against uh, Scott Fish and Brandon Marion Lee, the Ballers, uh, the Tilt guys. So he, he had some pretty good competition there. Yeah, they're good. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I, uh, I I haven't really had a lot of talk about SFBA since being um, halfway across the planet, but I felt like every single running back I took was just like he had a role, but I didn't feel like his ceiling was astronomical. Like they were just kind of in the passing game mostly. Like a, a I mean, Geis could kind of Geis is like that guy with the high ceiling, really to me and uh but i had like mccaffrey i don't even know about his ceiling really and uh duke johnson and tevin coleman like these guys kind of have already solidified their roles did y'all uh how did you feel when you were drafting your running backs actually uh tyler could you like unfurl your scroll and let me know who's on my team (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is actually pretty funny because I do have – I took a couple of handful of calendars that we rolled up at work, and I do have them actually – I have to unroll them to start doing like a four or five of the divisions. So, yes, I actually do have scrolls of the teams. Amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> and, yeah, I like my running backs. I can't remember what I did for life of me, but I just found out I got Kareem Hunt, so I'm pretty happy with that. And um, Isaiah Crowell and Tevin Coleman, who I thought I got <laughs> – uh, pretty good values as well, and Jeremy Hill. So you know. Oh well, that's that's whatever. a good closer right yeah. there. Yeah, right there. <laughs> really needed to put the hammer down. So Jeremy Hill hey, was there. I have others. <laughs> <laughs> he was like my last pick. I think we should um, start a pool. Who's gonna cut Jeremy Hill first? You or the Patriots? Yeah, <laughs> everyone, everyone needs for someone to cut the first week. So there you go. Don't you want somebody to cut? <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, there's a there's a song for Zach there. My SB my SFB running SFB running backs. I have Geis, Jordan Howard, Doug Martin, Lamar Miller, and Frank Gore. Completely went like contrarian. Everybody the community hates. I drafted. <laughs> Well, that that's a first I've heard. I mean, it seemed like everyone loved everyone else's SFB eighteen, but uh, yeah, yeah, I got uh, Hopkins, Michael Thomas. We're basically felt- two receivers. I mean, I think I started wide receiver, wide receiver, and everyone was going running back heavy. I did that. Oh, I that's why my running back is like so bad. I've got mostly wide receivers first early rounds. I hope you're right. Because that means I'll be right by uh, association, I guess. <laughs> I, I just copy what um, the FF engineer does. That's really my trick. Yeah. It's that's uh, sorry, only, only if it works out. Someone. <laughs> I've got to pay attention. 
We've talked about drafting uh, running backs before a, a little bit. I know of just how many are in the top 24 for redraft and really in dynasty, but for redraft, I mean, there's just so many in that top 24, the first two rounds of, of redraft leagues. And it's just, it, it makes you, I don't know. Like it, makes me feel uncomfortable without like landing at least one of those guys and leaving the first two rounds without having one. And, uh, I mean, to have your first guy as like, you know, Derek Henry or Alex Collins or something like that. If you end up going like a wide, wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end or quarterback or something, it's just, it's heavy. And I feel like it's going to burn a few people, but there's no, I mean, there's no way those guys are going to hold up. So both in the SFB and then in my pros versus Joe's draft, the reason I went that way is because I I had to be aggressive to differentiate myself. So for me, it was like the whole zero RB mentality kicked in for me because the only way I could be different and really contrarian rather than following the pack, because I think if you go one running back, one receiver, or even two running back, you, there's going to be six to eight teams that are so similar. And then if whoever gets the injury is the one that's going to fall out of that herd, if you will. But, you know, there's no in-season management, nothing like that. I think that that's part of it too, that I can't, I, you can't recover from it. Uh, you just got to kind of go contrarian and hope, you know, you're running back so you get later hit. You know, I drafted people like Lamar Miller, who's now like looking great in camp. Foreman was uncertain at the time. Now it looks like Foreman's not going to come back for the regular season. So, or at least the start. The, so, yeah, start on the pup. Yeah. So, Everything I mean, if he's good. out six games, that's Miller's going to be in a high volume offense, um, getting the receiving role, and he could easily be a top 12 back. And that's the zero RB mold. I mean, you don't necessarily need. Lamar Miller all 16 games but for six games that's fascinating and it might be the next guy or if Foreman takes over whatever it might be Lamar Miller's job the whole year but I mean that's kind of the whole strategy behind zero RB is you you're not necessarily going to be using Lamar Miller all year but um, sure. it's going to hopefully at least hit for those first six so yeah. I think everything in 2018 is pushing you that way anyway I can't believe it's so like uh not popular right now, which he, the fact zero RB is unpopular right now which means that there's more benefit to going zero RB. <laughs> that, that, that was the whole point of it. <laughs> if you that get was, great wide was, receivers yeah. late, that's part of the value of it. You've got people are being contrarian, not the contrarian. <laughs> 2017 saw like how many of the best quarterbacks have a sudden slump season like Drew Brees or get injured like Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Luck. You had an unprecedented dip in wide receiver production, which should at least regress up a little bit. And even if it's up a little bit with better quarterback play, more wide receiver opportunity, everything kind of pushing you that way. And at the same time, everyone's running the exact opposite way. It's like we've got more running backs, therefore they're more valuable. That's like the opposite of what is true. If there are more of them, they are less valuable. <laughs> and it's a little more complicated than that. But still, everything seems to be pushing like wide receiver heavy for next year. And so yeah, I kind of fell into it pretty easy and Scott Fishbowl seemed uh, natural. Yeah, I love I love going uh, wide receiver. I'll even go uh, triple wide receiver and follow up with a, a quarterback early. And uh, and then I'll pair him up with Alice Collins and Jay Ajayi, and I'll be happy with that. Give me max amount of points, and then I'll, you know, 
I guess it would be streaming a running back, I guess, here and there, and then give me a, a top-tier uh, tight end, too. I have, no, I have no problem with that. I like going uh, triple receivers and getting max amount of points, especially in PPR leagues. Wasn't 2007? Sorry, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, both and guys in fourth and fifth rounds, I mean, those guys – uh, you know, allegedly have the most volume at, uh, on their team as far as the running backs, but you're getting them much, much later. And that's kind of what you want out of uh, these late round guys for zero RB is just volume. And, and you, you can find that with them. So, but it's, but you just don't know who it's going to be because once Kenneth Dixon, the God comes back, Tyler, sorry. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, some, some Philadelphia running back that I don't know where is going to pop up and take it. Jai shares, I suppose, but yeah, that's, that's fine. Cause then I'll just come back with, uh, with a Frank Gore and, um, I guess a carry on Johnson or something like that. I, I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, everyone's going to have their splits and everything and every, it's a running back by committee league. So other than like the Todd Gurley's and Zeke Elliott's is really no one that's not doing running back back committees. So I'm, so, I, I was guys have taken shots on are like, um, you know, Nick Chubb, I think has fallen a little bit, like especially in redraft leagues, you can get him later in these best ball type leagues pros versus Joe's. I drafted him late. I think it, he fell to like the 11th round in, in that season, obviously, but if he fell quite a bit, Rex Burkhead's another one. You can get guys like um, you mentioned, carry Johnson guys like Chris Thompson, um, these PPR backs, people forget about these PPR backs, can creep into the top 15 pretty easily. Top 20 for sure. Tevin Coleman can be a top 20 back pretty easily. Yep. It's true. All right, guys, we can't do these pauses. That 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 fish tank water and the pauses. I know. I've been wondering this whole like time. It's like that's an add-in, right? <laughs> Do I need to turn it off? I can turn it off. Okay, so it's Tyler. All right. That, that's All right. not like we're not like adding it in, right? That's not like a feature. <laughs> this is uh, this it's is better than dead air. It's better than dead air. Live drops. <laughs> Welcome in to the open Live spa. Sit back, relax. Bar. Light a candle. Light some incense. The um. The, one thing I do want to hit on that uh, happened today, I guess to some degree, is breaking news. I got a text. Uh, you get breaking news texts. Uh, let me let me run that back. So <laughs> I received a message in one of my league chats on Boxer. Shout out to Kamikaze. Uh, I think it was actually John Bosch, John Bosher, uh, who said uh, he sent a message. I think it was literally three words and three different messages. He says, "Digs." Hell yeah. Uh, and I was like, what does this even mean? So uh, Diggs gets a five-year deal today, today uh, from, from the Minnesota Vikings, avoids free agency, avoids the franchise tag. Uh, I, I am incredibly curious uh, because I think Diggs is held in pretty high esteem for the most part uh, in, the, in the community. What do you guys feel? Like, does this – Similar to Cooks, does this? Do you guys feel like this is like a boost in value for Digs, or, or how are we feeling at this point? So I'll jump in real quick. I think I think what it does. I, I talk about this on my podcast quite a bit. Is that it should gain confidence, right? So if you like Digs, 
you should feel more confident in your opinion of Diggs, not necessarily bump him in. So, so like, even if you think he's maybe a top 10, 12 type wide receiver in dynasty, you shouldn't move him to the top five just because he got a contract. What you should do is feel more confident about you having that position that he's a top 10 wide receiver, that he is that much better than Thielen. You should just feel more confident about that, you know, your feeling about that player. But in, in general, he needs to really, like, take that market share, which I, I'm not convinced he's going to do. For him to be a true, uh, I don't even want to say elite, but to be a true top five, top eight type dynasty wide receiver, he needs to get the targets. And I don't see him getting 125 targets. He gets targets when he's healthy, though. I mean, he hasn't played a full season. His efficiency, even reduced and projected out over a 15-game season, puts him in the top 12 last two years or so. So that, that's why I like him. Efficiency. Will he get top He is an elite-level talent. I don't know if that's going to work out to be true, but that's the type of efficiency he's been putting up. And the targets, I think, have been more a matter of health, which, you know, I normally... I have no idea. I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but I, I assume I think he can play a full season or at least closer than what he has been doing. And um, I really like Thielen, though, so I'm good either way. Yeah, yeah I just got done writing an article for uh, CrossFitFantasyPond.com and um, comparing Diggs and Thielen, and I, I'm taking Thielen. I, I think he's the the bigger PPR machine. Um, he stays healthy. I think him and Kurt Cousins will have a better repertoire with each other. Um, I, I see Thielen kind of being the over-the-middle type of guy where Diggs is going to be the flying down the, the sideline, catching the 80-yard bombs, but how many times are you going to do that a game where Thielen's going to get the 10 to 12 catches a, a game? So I, I'll, I'll take Thielen. I just like the whole offense. I think Cook's going to get touches. I think he's going to get receptions. I think Rudolph's going to get targets. I think Thielen's going to get targets. You know, um, I, I don't laugh, but Treadwell could get some targets as a, as a you know fourth, fifth receiving option. I think it's just diluted. You know, he's he's not going to be like a Keenan Allen situation where you know Cousins just is going to want to focus on Diggs and just ignore everyone else and just feed him with multiple double-digit target games. I, I, you know what I mean? I just don't see that ceiling there. And I'm okay liking him. I like Diggs as a player. He was a five-star recruit out of high school, going into college. Um, so I, I like him as a talent. He is really good. He has great efficiency, and all of that stuff is good. It's just you, know, you look for that ceiling. You know what, What's got to happen for him to hit that ceiling? And I just don't know that it's going to be within his range of outcomes. I also think that people draft based on flash. You know, he's flashy. He's a, he's a, he throws the helmet all around when he celebrates. You know, just like like Juju would do the same thing. You know, OBJ does the same thing. Where Thielen, he just gets the ball. Like Edelman, Barry Sanders, he just he acts like he's done it before. And I think people are going to base drafting based on that, based on uh, Diggs' flashiness. And I think they're going to be uh, pretty upset when he's not producing by the end of the year because he's missing a handful of games and Thielen's going to be more consistent and steady. You can't. Come on, Peter. Good. Give it to us. We need the counter. Give it. Come on. All right. Well, Don't hold up, back. 
I think we're being restricted by this whole you're either an outside player or an inside player. I mean, Stefan Diggs got the majority of his targets last season uh, around five yards out in depth of target. Now, looking at ARs.com, that's where the highest distribution of targets is. So the idea is just a downfield receiver is wrong. And then even if you go over the player profile and look at his slot rate, uh, I was just looking for it. And it was at 11%, which is the same as from memory, something like um, Emmanuel Sanders, who isn't considered just a Tyrell Williams downfield big play receiver. And what he needs is targets. And, you know, um, Kevin's right about that. You can't really project that he's going to suck up this volume of targets because targets can be tricky that way. And Adam Thielen's proven to be efficient as well. Um, but I know I just keep thinking about something Jacob Rickroad posted. I think it's his pinned tweet or it was the last time I checked and mentioned it. It's like every year there was, there's been on average four teams every year to have two top 24 wide receivers. It's the argument against the anomalies of the world. Just because you're the lead receiver of a team doesn't mean you're going to be in the top 24. Mm-hmm. And if there's a team that's going to do it again in 2018, Minnesota's a really good bet. You've got these two really efficient receivers, which indicates they're talented, and they've both earned enough targets to get to produce at that kind of level. Now, I, I, I get not thinking Diggs can get enough to be a top five wide receiver. But if you're trying to project someone into the top five who hasn't been there before, that still is just silly. Um, but the idea that not both top 24 wide receivers is a little mis- misstated, I think, or misthought. And the idea that Diggs is only one type of player or what type of player he is. I mean, he's not um, what Kenny Stills has been. He's not what Tyrell Williams is being used as. He's been a much more varied wide receiver. And as far as, yeah, maybe he's flashy. I have no idea. I, I don't watch. Him, I just look at numbers. So I just I don't know where. The, but are his numbers the, the flash? reaction comes from. He's been really efficient every time he gets the ball. He's done something special with it. So is Adam Thielen. Why don't we just like both of them? And I, that, that's the and and I mean, that, what has he not done? I think that's the heart of it, Peter. Is that I don't feel like we have to keep pitting these two guys against each other. Um, in 2016, Steph Diggs outperforms Adam Thielen in less games played, more targets, more receptions, um, but but he doesn't get the touchdowns or the yards over Thielen. Uh, at 2017, different quarterback, improved offensive line, improved running game. Um, Case Keenum's as efficient as all get out. Adam Thielen out targets Steph Diggs, who was hurt by a lot. 2018, Shermer's gone. Uh, we've got the same O-line coming back. We've got Dalvin Cook coming back. Kirk Cousins enters. I, I feel like it doesn't have to be a case where it's an either or. Uh, if, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I think they both can eat from this offense. I, I think they both can eat and eat well. If, if you have to choose one or the other, then I get the fact of saying, "Hey, I'm planting my flag here versus both of them." But I think they're both going to eat very well. So, in, in in far as dynasty goes, I don't think it's fair to compare them both head to head i mean you if you say feeling at cost and digs at cost that's two different things right right i wouldn't pit them you know do i want this guy over this guy if i had to choose i want digs even at his cost that he'll hit value i mean Thielen is definitely the number two in my mind um especially i mean it, they're about a round apart looking at july dlf adp i think it's something like digs is uh, 21 and Thielen's in the 30s so I don't even think they're really that close in terms of dynasty value. I would take Diggs. 
for me, it's just an evaluation of, I think pig, you know, I see way too much on, on Twitter that he's the next Antonio Brown. I mean, this is like, I, not that's overshooting, but I think, I don't even think he can be the next Keenan Allen. Uh, so I, if I think Diggs is what he's going to be, even though, I mean, he's 24 years old. So uh, he's still got years that he could hit a peak at, you know, age 26, say, but he's getting paid like he's an elite. And I'm not sure that he has that ceiling in that offense. And Thielen is just good enough that he's going to keep that ceiling down. I think Thielen's not only... really good. <laughs> You yeah. think Thielen what? I think Thielen's really good. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I, I wanted to say that because, you know, I wasn't saying I, I, was, think... I was on the big – and no, no, no. It was kind of an either-or conversation, <laughs> but I think it's important to say that Thielen's good, which hurts Diggs. Right. Well, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. Sorry, go ahead. No, dude, I keep interrupting people. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not watching the screen, so I, I, for a second I was looking at something, so I keep interrupting myself. I'm, I'm terribly sorry, sorry, Peter. I was going to reference you though, what you said, and also what Jacob said, uh, Rick Road said. Um, about the because I, I love his charts about what he does for the usually a top 24 of, of sorts and, and usually with receivers but uh, that there are so many um, teams or quarterbacks that can support two top 24 wide receivers um, Cousins has never done that he I mean he he seems to spread the ball uh, around pretty pretty well and I mean his highest receiver is probably a Pierre Garcon year or a Crowder year that has been like a maybe a top 20 guy I don't know but and that, and that's just one so and where these guys are going as far as ADP and, and Thielen and Diggs they're let's see Thielen's a 12th guy or 12th wide receiver coming off the board Diggs is 15 so not only are they are is ADP saying that it's two top 24 guys it's two top 15 guys and I, I don't know. I just think that that's that sounds insane to me to have two top fifteen. I, I like the offense a whole lot more than Washington's. I like Diggs and Thielen much more than the like a Crowder Garcon or Garcon and Deshaun Jackson combination. That I think they're better receivers, or at least at this age. But man, that's that's hefty expectations. So t Tyler, real quick, I, I want to hear your you, you kind of jump in there a little bit more because you had mentioned Thielen. You would choose Thielen in in Dynasty. Uh, no, no, just a redraft. I don't mm -hmm. I don't really do a whole lot of Dynasty, so it just be like redraft. So Thielen for next year, you think would be Cousins, Poopy. Yeah, <laughs> it would be Cousins Sug T. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I would just go Thielen. Um, I guess it would be Dynasty, too. Um, I, like I said, I don't do a whole lot of Dynasty stuff on our podcast. We just do mostly redraft. So, No, it's interesting because, I, I, you know, in terms of Dynasty, the only difference there would be that Diggs is three years younger. But in terms of production, oh. even if you have the immediate production that you think Thielen's going to have, say, the touchdowns, um, it kind of also plays into, I think, that Diggs is going to struggle with targets. I just looked up real quick, comparing him to someone like Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen had 11 games with nine targets or more out of the 16 that he played. Um, Diggs played 14 games, only had two games with nine or more targets. I mean, that's a big, dis big discrepancy. Only two, two different games less. I mean, you could play, say Diggs played hurt, but that, again, hurts you in fantasy. These guys that play hurt are like drive me nuts. 
you know, it's like, I'd rather you just be out. Don't play with a broken ankle, you know, sit right out and let me start somebody else. Keenan Allen was um, struggling with touchdowns. He's done that twice, uh, four years, the other two years, he was fine with touchdowns. But I mean, he got more targets than produced because of his targets. Stefan Diggs was able to produce without the volume of targets Keenan Allen required. I don't think that's necessarily a fair comparison. Like nine targets a game is could could still be, is in fact a, a good target share for like a really good wide receiver. It depends how you're producing those points a little bit. And um, I know I, I also have some things correlate and some things don't, right? Like injuries don't. We've just mentioned Keenan Allen, who's back to being considered a top dynasty wide receiver, but he was injured the year before and we thought, he, and maybe we still do have a little trepidation in the fact that maybe he gets injured too often. But I mean, injuries don't stick that way. And um, Stefan Diggs isn't more likely, I don't think, um, granted I'm not a doctor, to be injured next year any more than any other wide receiver, just in the way I see it, because injuries don't stick like that. Sure. targets and demanding targets does stick, and he's demanded targets and produced with those targets. And the quarterback angle is an interesting one, but I just think the, the receiving players are the ones demanding the targets and, and producing uh, and responsible for the production. So if Kirk Cousins hasn't had a, two wide receivers to do this before, it's more about the wide receivers he's had than about him or his situation. And so I don't think that's sticky. Uh, so I think he can still Diggs, do it. Diggs wasn't, do it. Just, to, just to clarify, Diggs wasn't that hurt last year, right? He missed two games, but he had a better year than he did the year before. That's fair. I think uh, I can't remember how many games he played, but I think uh, a so lot played, of them, like he you played saying, fourteen, and I, if I remember correctly, he wasn't that uh, he wasn't that bad. I, I thought, like you were just saying, that there were a lot of games he seemed to be playing, but wasn't up to full speed because he was um, not up. out but injured. Uh, that's what I remembered, but yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good debate. I, I think this is kind of important because in dynasty, the way you win leagues and the way you win championships is is you getting in early on these type players, right? That you think have elite talent and you buy at just that outside cusp. You know, I bought a ton of Keenan Allen when he was outside that cusp, and now he produced a top twenty, top five type season. And I think that's how you really win dynasty leagues and and win redraft leagues too. It's it, you know you can. Look, I think there's some sayings out there that a lot of people say about, you know, you, you can really lose your league with a f bad first round pick, but you're not going to win your league with a first round pick. Your first round pick has to hit, but the way you really kind of like uh, differentiate yourself is by hitting these second, third, fourth round picks, even in redraft is you want that third or fourth pick to really hit and be a top 12 guy where you're like a dynamic duo. Right. And Diggs is one of these guys that everyone's talking about because his talent, for sure, he could be one of these guys that jump up, right? But that's what makes him a juicy conversation, right? Yeah, you're not making it easy for me here, Kevin. I like two players, and it's almost impossible to hope they're both top five wide receivers, and I'm trying my hardest to convince myself that's possible, and you're just, <laughs> you're just pouring water on my fire. <laughs> I'm trying to start it's, a fire with wet sticks, and you've got a fire extinguisher, like, no, that doesn't make sense. And you're right. It's, it's just hopeful. <laughs> it, it's hard you know and and you know Diggs. i will re-emphasize Diggs is one of those guys that i do think that you can buy at his cost and he'll produce at his cost 
right? So, and that's fair. You know, everyone's always looking for value, but you can win a lot of leagues just playing at cost, right? You know, playing out par and let half your league mates uh, deal with injuries and risk and, and, and miss on their high targets and you just shoot par, you can actually win a pretty good amount of leagues. Par is not par is not sexy. I don't want to hear that, Kevin. No, it's not sexy. <laughs> You're exactly right. That's good. You want to the birds? Go draft Jimmy G and leave me alone. <laughs> oh no. He's sexy, right, Gabe? Come on. <clears throat> not as a not as a draft pick. As a man. <laughs> <at the board>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know in New England we used to call him the human cigar? Human victory cigar? Because he was because he, he came no because he came in when Brady had the game in the bag, and when we were like up by three oh. touchdowns in the fourth quarter, he would come out. He was the human victory scar. You oh, knew yeah. when he was taking the kneel. We already we already won. Not like bad. That. I think that's uh, that's that's kind of what I did um, coming back onto the show after J Mike was running it for a month. Like he'd already kind of won over. Tw- Twitter and now I'm just kind of like here we are. No. <laughs> You'd be surprised the amount of people I didn't hear from over that month while you were away. Uh then all of a sudden today, like retweets coming out the wazoo. Um, you know, I say something about you and like all of a sudden Twitter wants to break. Um uh, I'm I'm just saying, like man bun was trending at one point. Uh, t- today. I think it's so, probably, I think I think it's probably more before his uh, his wedding wrap than anything. I mean, that, that wedding wrap is awesome, Gabe. That was, that was pretty sweet. Not just Thank the you. lyrically, not lyrically, but just overall, <laughs> it was pretty cool what you did for your friend. That was awesome. <laughs> your lyrics were actually trash. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. That shit was garbage. Shook, 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 <laughs> not you to death row record. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he might have you Sorry. killed. <laughs> 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 hey, Gabe, Gabe did throw down our intro song, too, for the podcast, too, so that's pretty cool, too. Which, actually, the three of the four boys are now remixing. So if I can get it on video, I'll, I'll put that on Twitter for you. Please do that, yeah. yeah, I, was, yeah. I, I listened back um, to a couple episodes, but I remember uh, one of them after the intro played, um, Eli had said, like, he's like, yeah, it's great. It's not really rap, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I I talked to him about that afterwards, and that's why we don't edit. That's why we don't edit our stuff. Yeah, uh, he says some silly stuff. <laughs> uh, before we completely leave the Vikings, Steph Diggs or Devontae Adams? Stop it, Devontae Adams. Adams. What's wrong, Peter? Ad- I'm a toddler with an opinion. I am not moving off this. No, I'm <laughs> I'm staying with Diggs, man. No, I'm sticking my heels in. I want Steph on Diggs. Come on, make me. <laughs> Straight up, I mean, I would handicap, but that's not even fair, Jay Mike. I, did, I didn't <laughs> wait. Handicap. I wasn't asking him to eat his broccoli or anything. I just I, I, <laughs> shaking his head like t- Everyone knows it. Man. That's like, that's like oh, open up <laughs> your vegetables, Peter. No, you're gonna take these Devonte Adams touchdowns, and you're gonna like them. I will not. I'll just ask. Okay, um, Tyree Hill or Steph Diggs. Oof, that's, that's pretty easy for me. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> dang. I, I guess I'll. Uh, dang, sure. I'll take digs. I'll, I'll take digs if I have to. I'll go digs. 
Diggs pretty easily. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I think Diggs is pretty. It gets gets a little bit easier there. Last one, Allen Robinson, Steph Diggs. Ooh, Diggs. Robinson. Diggs. Okay. Just you know what? Talent, you're right really out. <laughs> Peter, the longer you keep your mouth shut, the more the more that I'll just say, okay, he's saying Diggs. It's not. There's nothing to talk about. You should have started. I you were going to keep going. You should have started higher, Jay Mike. I started at Adams, and everybody took Adams easy, so I figured I'd feel the way higher. Well, no, well, I know With Kevin Peter, and I are I mean. both Kevin and I are both Keenan Allen truthers, so I'm not asking that. Then there's Julio Jones. It's like, well, Julio Jones Julio. or Steph Diggs. Julio. Yeah, but now you, you okay, get, right. Into like roster construction there too, though. The, those two are apples to apples. No, no, they're not apples to apples in my opinion. Make him choose, Jay Mike. He made me choose. <laughs> I didn't make you do anything. <laughs> make him. <laughs> Open up, Peter. <laughs> No, in a vacuum, Diggs, Julio, I take Diggs. But, I but, thought I was a guy. <laughs> I, I just drafted an FFPC 250 uh, high-stakes dynasty league, and I got Julio at 210. I, I mean, his value is dropping. God dang. Yeah, I started that, I started that draft AB, Keenan, Julio. Wow. Wow. I, the, <laughs> the spots available in this league. Everyone's running back. Everyone's running back heavy right now. Those riders he was dropping. <laughs> so zero RB might actually be a good thing. <laughs> I think we should go That's back to exactly that. my point. Yeah. Hello. Well, hmm. I, <laughs> I think you gotta find Tyler's threshold here. I can't let that go. I mean, he's like ditching digs for everybody, like digs or uh, Randall Cobb. I would take digs on that one. I'd take digs on that one. Hey, we found it. We found the plug, Mike. We found it. Man. I, I, I would really... take Juju. I'd take Juju over digs. I take I take Marvin Jones over digs. Oh man, come on, lit up. <laughs> Okay. Antonio Brown is no threat to Juju Smith Schuster. My headphones are I'm so out. hot right now. <laughs> this is oh man. This okay, hold on. Hot, Wait, hold on. Was J Mike when you were asking this question, uh, let's do one of your reverse uh sounds right now. <laughs> yeah. And were you talking I would assume you were talking dynasty? Me? I don't know what to do with my hands. All right. No, no, no. Jay, Mike, I, I figured he was asking the question for Dynasty, but for Tyler, were you responding in terms of redraft? I, I was going redraft, but most yeah. likely probably Dynasty, too. It depends on, I have to go through all the people again, but yeah, most likely redraft, I'd go everyone thinks. If we, if we, I mean, we, we can go we, I, whatever route you want to go. I guess I, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at DLF's ADP um, in terms of what I was going off of. Let, let's just say for this season. That's fine, too. So for this season... Are you taking Juju over Steph Diggs? Yeah, I will. Okay. Yeah. Man. That's saying Dylan is a bigger threat. Yeah, that's, that's 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 spicy. Uh, that's Ghost Rider Hut, man. Hey, I, I think that's an open bar bet because I feel like Peter might try to reach through this thing and fight you, Shane. <laughs> hey, yeah, Tyler, that that wasn't 
That was meant to be funny, not aggressive. Sorry. No, <laughs> no you're and fine. It's fine. because I've spent like the last week defending Antonio Brown as like a worthwhile first round pick. You know, the most consistent, highest scoring wide receiver in the history of football. And so I've heard a lot of Juju Smith takes this week, and it, it's just insane to me. And uh, it just snowballed in my head. But no, I, I think Juju Smith's a, a fine pick. I think lots of people would do that. I don't think it was crazy. Even in Dynasty, I think some people would do that. I, Tyler's not outrageous. I just, I've been on this fight for a while. <laughs> mm. uh, also entering the chat shortly ago, uh, Dwight Peebles, the people's champs in the building. Hey. Uh, the the head honcho over at DHH, Tyler Gunther's in the building. Uh, Mike Stepney, uh, open bar staple, if you will, uh, in the building. And uh, the first lady of the open bar, Casey. I Pe love that woman. Casey, uh, up, Casey? recently engaged Kasem. Uh, congratulations to you, man. Yeah. Shout out, uh, Casey. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I met her at uh, N, the NFFC a couple weeks ago down in uh, Fort Worth. Oh, that's awesome. So cool. we, yeah. We drafted together uh, Saturday night and awesome girl. Awesome girl. Uh, at first, she's like, who the heck are you? And then she came back, oh, yeah, I know who you guys are. So, yeah, she's awesome. Casey's awesome. So, uh, I'll uh, put a pause. I'm trying to be a humble guy, you know. So, before I started writing, you got quote unquote Twitter <laughs> famous, right? Me and Casey have been following each other way before that. You know, way before I was like with DLF or anything, uh, you know, 50 followers type thing. I think me and her started following each other. I think both of y'all are like, uh, are, are like uh, un underground rappers where like it's really, it was really cool to follow you guys before you blew up and then you blew up and it was like, ah, oh, man, I was back. I was with them back before they blew up and had thousands <laughs> of followers. Like, man, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. When I say blow up, I mean like, I went from like a D nobody to a C minus nobody, you know? So that's coming <laughs> up, right? You up. You went from like Stefan Diggs to like Adam Thielen. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that low. Yep. <laughs> oh, the shade. Man, that's funny. Uh, did you guys see where the Saints signed Michael Floyd today? I didn't know we were going to talk about that, J. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared. <laughs> My bad. I didn't put it on the show sheet. My bad. <laughs> oh, wait. You were gone for a month and still no show sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I was working really hard on it all month. <laughs> no, no love for Michael Floyd? No, nobody's got a, yeah, any okay. shares of Michael Floyd from, from Once Upon it's, a Time? It's Traquan Swift. Oh. All right, everyone else Great can one. just talk. That's fine. <laughs> I know, maybe Smith's world, and we are just living in it. Or Cameron Meredith, you know. No, one or the other. <laughs> They're my two most known players, so either way, I'm good. And it might say something about the Saints are actually fishing around for someone to suck up targets. Um, Michael Thomas had a 27% target share, which is, you know. Uh, incredibly high lofty ceilings and players that do that regularly tend to keep doing it but he's only done it once so his targets could be coming down if they're really fishing around for another wide receiver but i'm upset that it might not be cam meredith or traquan smith you know so it will yeah, be Mike Floyd's not just kinda, yeah if anything it just kind of <laughs> i mean hardly but it, it might hurt some of the the targets um from 
from Traquan or uh, or Cameron Meredith, but I don't think it's that much of a sweat. I do hope that he finds success in New Orleans, though. It, it's Michael Floyd, though. I mean, has he really done anything? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they, if they want to waste their money, I'll go sign with them. I, mean, I, I don't. I don't think he's going to stick very long. I mean, if I was the Saints, I'd be looking more for a tight end. I know they have Ben Watson, but I mean, Michael Floyd. Unless they're looking for a returner, I don't see him. Maybe a receiver four or five. I mean, just a camp body. Yeah, yeah. In case someone goes down, and yeah, yes, give me step- the money. I'll go. I'll, I'll go. I'll go down to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, step. I, just I was going to say. Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Peter. I was just going to say, if Tyler, if you do that, I will pump you so hard. I'll be like, here's his stats. He has a history. He has a knowledge of this game. He can do this. I, I will do that. Tyler, the undrafted free agent everyone's looking for. I'll write that and, on. And, and, and they'll draft me over Steph Diggs, too. I, I would. I would draft you over <laughs> Steph Diggs. <laughs> Only you, but yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, my, st- and my jersey was like sugar on it too. <laughs> With extra extra points, man. That's right. No, it would just no, no. On the back of your jersey, it just says T. Just the T. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> uh, Stephanie says that the Saints cut Tommy Lewis and they uh, put Trayvon Durrell on IR, which is why Mike Floyd and Brandon Tate were signed. So I did not know. Did not know that. Good stuff. Uh, also, I, I see Tommy Lee Lewis in preseason. He's so fun. <laughs> um, also being reported today, which is kind of I, I don't know. Maybe this is scary. Maybe this is news. Maybe it's not. Uh, Seahawks receiver Doug Baldwin, one of my personal favorites uh, in life, uh, is expected to miss a couple of weeks per Pete Carroll um, with a little bit of a problem in his sore knee. Uh, does this does this scare you guys at all? Uh, scare? No. Um, make nervous? Maybe a little bit. I, I think it's typically Baldwin's not like your top wide receiver, so it's not like that. You 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 really need him to be peak right off the bat. But if he's your wide receiver two or wide receiver three, then it's easier to absorb it. But you know, veteran guy probably doesn't need much camp time. Doesn't rely on that rapport with Wilson it's already there so even if he rest for a few weeks and took the camp completely off I think he'd be fine so I, th- I wouldn't be too worried I think that's the thing that you touched on Kevin is if this is a thing golly does that scare you for Russ Wilson and I love Russ Wilson <laughs> but golly at that point that man's throwing to Brandon Marshall and Tyler Lockett and JD McKissick Yes, I left off for shopping on purpose. Super fit in camp, J Mike. <laughs> Why do you do these things to me, J Mike? <laughs> you hate me, and everyone knows it. Everyone knows it now. There's no hiding it. <laughs> Des Bryant to Seattle. Let's go. Ooh. It's uh, me, Antonio Brown. You can't stand either of us. Right? <laughs> I know you. I think they already have a uh, stiff old wide receiver that isn't going to really do much. I don't think Brandon Mar does does copies what Brandon Marshall is, right? I don't think Des is gonna add anything that Brandon Marshall wouldn't, right? I mean, t- if anything, Tyler Lockett gets a bump, right? A lot of people in the chat are hauling uh, Darbo season. Yeah, well, no. he, they, there was an article <laughs> out that said he was like on the bubble, right? Jesus, <laughs> Kevin said, yeah, no. <laughs> 
people are. This is like uh, this is these are takes from like March when we're all like <laughs> burning, ready for the draft to occur, yeah, and I don't have the dynasty takes. Like, you know what I mean? This by August, we need to get out of those dynasty takes. Like, <laughs> we need you know to kind of like start to shift to the season mode, kind of. Kevin, that's a great that's a great call. Um, so let's stay in Seattle and start with the uh, number one running back on the depth chart there. Uh, one, Mr. Chris Carson. Uh, Peter, uh, quick thoughts real quick, just in terms of the running backs uh, in Seattle. Are we are we caring? Are we buying into? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Peter, this is uh, this is your time to shine, man. Uh, Chris Carson. Tell yeah, me all about him. Tell me all about uh, just how you feel about his prospects for this year. Um, yeah, just wax eloquent, man. It's, it's your show. No. <laughs> you don't want no, to talk I, about Chris Carson? Yeah, look, he did He did a really good job on a very small amount of carries in 2017. He was their best running back that year. And then they went out and drafted a number one, uh, a round one running back who has great college production. So that that's really it for me. What I've been saying is uh, it's actually a better time to try and get why either Penny, because everyone thinks Chris Carson's a serious threat, and he he could be, but not based on anything he's really done, and not based on camp reports that he looks great, and that that would be variance to my eye. Um, the the thing I've been saying is it makes either Penny or Procise a pretty good target right now because everyone's focusing on Chris Carson. There's nothing to say he should really take a significant role, let alone do particularly well at it. Other than, you know, the guys who are always lying. Um, I don't mind. Are there really people taking this seriously? Yeah. Who who are these I don't know. They're not in my leagues. I don't think there's anyone taking it seriously. Charles Carson thing? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, they are. What? I mean, I don't know. And I don't know about Dynasty. I'm, I'm sure in Dynasty. I'm sure there's been some trades out there that have happened. But as far I was just looking at a, a GIF from uh, Josh, ADHD. He, he throws those up on the best ball ones. And he jumped. Chris Carson's already jumped two rounds. <laughs> so it's happening. In, it's in real. like a best I mean, ball. As as- yeah, I, I can see that. Because you yeah, I guess. But. You could probably, J-, J. Mike, you could probably look up some trades recently that have happened for, with Chris Carson on, on DLF, that trade search tool they have. On it. Okay. We'll just I, listen I don't to the know fish tank I, until you get back. I, mean, I was, <laughs> was going to say, I don't know about league-wide, but I can tell you that everyone in my leagues that has Chris Carson is taking it very seriously by the aggressive uh, trade offers I'm getting sent. Like, you have Penny. You should give me a first-round pick for Chris Carson, obviously. <laughs> They're taking it incredibly seriously. <laughs> well, no, I think those people are just trying to make you take seriously. They're throwing the chum in the water and hoping people bite it. But yeah, you know, pretty much. if people were taking it seriously, they wouldn't trade him. They wouldn't guys, be offering, you know, this is great. Kind of, this is great. I've got I've got four fun ones, including Chris Carson. This is oh, going to be good. Oh, yes. Um. Yeah, I'll, these top four are fun. So first one, uh, <laughs> Chris Carson or DeMarco Murray, recently retired, 
and a 2019 third. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> when was that trade? That was the 30th. What is that? Yesterday? Yesterday. What? Yesterday. That happened yesterday. Uh, yeah, to protect to protect the innocent, I will not say team names or league names. Um, moving on. Next one. This is actually pretty interesting. Aaron Jones for Chris Carson no. straight up also oh. happened yesterday. Wow. Okay. Yes. That's, uh, that's to me stupid. that people are taking it seriously there i mean that i don't know i take J- jones a lot more times out of a thousand than i would chris carson yeah i take jones i would too. draft i'm jones. just telling you what i'm saying <laughs> uh another one this this is also fun uh timo and brandon cooks for chris carson and jordan howard Uh, you know, again. that's just throw-ins, right? I mean, yeah. Time Owen Cooks for Chris Carson and Joe Ho, the Hojo. Yeah, that's someone who the, has I, Penny and someone's trading off yeah. the Chris Carson bump and throwing them in to make it seem better. But Yeah, yeah. those are just throw-ins to greasers. I, I like calling those greasers. You know? <laughs> I like that. They just like grease. I like the that. outsiders. I like it. Yeah. I like that. Chris Carson is a greaser. So says Kevin, engineer. I, I agree. <laughs> you know, people trying to make a deal get done, you know? Yeah. So many show titles in such a short time. Uh, we <laughs> it's going to be a it's going to be a bear. Trying, I know, to try to no, I will not change my handle to the FF. Yeah, FF Greaser. The fire nicknames continue. Uh, <laughs> last one. Last one. Uh, Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Uh, also, Kevin, I'm not sure if you know, but Peter Howard is is a huge Rashad Penny fan. That's why I was getting on him about Chris Carson a minute ago. Uh, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, and Larry Fitzgerald for James White, Travis Benjamin, who I did not know was even still alive, and Tyreek Hill. I'll take the penny side. Uh, yeah, the penny yeah, side. It's penny for Ty Hill, Ty, Ty, Terry Kill, right? Penny yeah, and Fitzgerald for Terry Kill. Yeah, I'd probably take the Terry Kill deal. It's not that I'm not a big penny guy. It's just looking at value. I would have to say Terry Kill's worth more than a first late first round pick, right? Penny's probably what five to nine rookie pick range right so 105 to 109 somewhere in there if if peter's picking 102 then no he's 102 <laughs> yeah i'd say he's anywhere from two to five honestly. two to five yeah that's probably fair yeah by the way if anyone's watching this or listening uh, i think if you're in a league with peter and you have digs and penny you can like uh you know open check you know <laughs> Every pick from now till till uh, this is, this is, till Kingdom Come, like, uh, you know, when Kramer in Seinfeld, you know, he's he he's making a deal with the coffee people, and they're like, "I'll offer you, uh, you know, lifetime supply of coffee," and and Kramer jumps up and takes the deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll offer you gigs and penny for your whole roster deal. I'm giving you Devonte Adams for that deal, straight up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, Tyreek Hill for that matter. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> mm, <shoot. laughs> 
just silence after I talk. You gotta quit doing that. <laughs> it's making me nervous. Real quick, Casey wanted to know, Peter. Uh, she just wanted to confirm that you are married. Uh, yeah, and if you're not, you should be with your with your accent, which I was pretty sure you were. Uh, I, I just wanted it to come from you. Yeah, I am, and that's literally all I bring to the table for my marriage. So that's that's what my wife gets out of the deal. She gets to hear me speak. I I bring no other value. So she just has you saying different words all day. She's like, say literally again. You know what it is? You go on vacation, everything looks good in the tourist shop there, and you buy it, you take it home, you unpack it, and you're like, well, shit, now I'm just stuck with this really bad souvenir, and that's me. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I brought home guys. some pretty cool stuff. <laughs> I brought home some pretty cool stuff from Europe. I mean, last time I went to Europe, I got this Stein and this boot. So, I mean, what have they been doing for the last 12 years? Sitting on a shelf. <laughs> you got high hopes, Peter. That's, that's <laughs> true. I, I'm aspiring to that Stein. That's, that's, that's the level I'm trying to hit. <laughs> I can't put myself down any further, guys. This is as far as I can take you know, I'm aiming to be a Stein. <laughs> so, I mean, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to ask you to bury yourself. Keep giving you the rope. Keep giving you the rope, man. Hang yourself. We're just going to keep giving you the rope. And we know I will. So. <laughs> the <laughs> one one thing that's that's super interesting right now uh, to see people talk about uh, as it pertains to Dynasty. Um, and I want to take a look back at ADP just to get some perspective because I think early on we were talking about uh, not being shy or not fearing going that route of uh, wide receivers early. I can't remember if that was pre-show or uh, or not when we were discussing that. Um, the Does it not – and I think, Shug T, you were doing most of the talking on this in terms of saying, hey, I'll take a few receivers, I'll take a quarterback before taking like someone like Ajay or Collins in like the fifth and sixth. Can you speak to just the confidence – uh, that you have in terms of going that route, because frankly, when I hear you say that, like that's the that's the group of running backs that I feel like gets kind of gross. Uh, just in terms of I'm I'm not I'm I'm scared of what I'm getting because it could be fantastic, right? But uh, I'm I'm scared of coming back and saying, you know what, I got Julio Jones, I got Steph Diggs, and then I follow it up with you know Ajayi and Collins in five six. And I feel like my team is incredibly volatile and I kind of want to vomit on a week to week basis. So t just talk me through um, just kind of your comfort level and why you feel like that's something that's viable for you. Yeah, I just like to get max amount of points every week and every season. So I, that's why I'm going to go with. Wait, high, guys. high score is a good thing. Well, sometimes, I mean, not when I love that. Golf, but... like, yeah, I'm just going to take the guy with the most points. <laughs> was was gra grandma's boy? What's the high score mean? Did I break it? <laughs> Killed that question. <laughs> I know, right? No, but. <laughs> Any other brain busters, J. Mike? Or... Yeah, yeah mean, right? I mean, come yeah. on now. I'm, no, I'm, out of, just... I'm out of bullets after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's just how I draft. I just want to, you know, I just. but. Uh, to get back to it, I just uh, stop, man, stop. <laughs> Wife's laughing at me now, but uh, so yeah, I just want to get you know max amount of points, but that's why I go receiver to receiver, and then 
you know, that third receiver could be trade bait, especially if it's Diggs, then I'll just trade the Diggs away for uh, a higher tier running back. <laughs> Blasphemy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so that, that, that's really why I just want to, I just want to, I'm okay in taking that chance with the, the, that group of Ajayi and Collins and um, Rex Burkhead type guys, because also PPR point guys too. So I, I'm okay with that. What, uh, so because I, um, sorry, sorry. I also I also team that up with a with a quarterback and or tight end in that fourth or fifth round too. So I'm still I'm, I'm going to cover I'm going to cover those weak running backs with the high point guys. Cool. And and with <laughs> cool. He just wanted to listen to the water some more. That's all. We did badly. Um, so Ajay and Collins and, and as far as redraft go i i don't know i feel like zero rb is more of a, a redraft strategy yes i mean it can be applied to dynasty a little bit but it doesn't seem to be a, a thing as much i guess um it could be viable but i'm not entirely sure uh what my question is is for you other three do you have some other running backs kind of zero rb running backs that you're interested in that you can grab between rounds you know Five and let's say you know seven, eight, or nine that uh, you think will put up some fantasy, solid fantasy production this year and score points, you know, so that you can win each week because I think that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> I think the, the running backs that hit that category, you have to hit the the Lamar Millers, the Jordan Howards of the world, where people are discounting them for reasons that they don't like them. And Jordan Howard's a little too high, though. Go lower. <laughs> I mean, I think fourth, fifth round, right? Uh, fourth round. I'm seeing, I'm seeing him as the 14th running back off the board in round two. Okay. So uh, going a little bit deeper, you're going to have to hit like Chris Thompson and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, those guys can maybe creep into the top 20, top 15, if you will. Um, it's, I mean, now you're digging deep just because there's so many running backs that are going high up. So the, the later and later you wait, the, the more you have to, you know, piece it together with older guys like uh, Marshawn Lynch and hope that he gives you some weeks that, you know, you're basically looking for like five running backs that can give you, you know, a couple to three or four type top 12 weeks, but they won't sustain it. I got a couple. Of, oh, sorry. Didn't mean to cut it. I'm terrible. Yes, you did. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> I'll Next go time through. he comes on, get a, maybe like drink a little bit before he come on the open bar. This is more informal. Yeah. I think it, I overlap conversation. That's the way we roll. We didn't want the politeness from, from yeah. wherever you are, Peter. Okay. We, we just wanted the accent. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Go, go, go um, ahead, Peter. Yeah. I would. Uh, Aaron Jones is probably going a little later into that deeper range that you were looking for, and the two-game suspension doesn't worry me any any more than the timeshare did before the suspension. But Timo is also an interesting PPR black that you can get a lot later than um, Chris Thompson and um, CJ Process as well fits that l much later PPR target like Chris Thompson that's going a lot earlier. Um, but the name that keeps sticking out for me, the one that you can get volume for 
like a lot further down after Lamar Miller, but it's a Lamar Miller type target, someone that should get volume and be meh, okay with it. And that's Isaiah, Isaiah Crowell. I think he's as likely to get volume like Lamar Miller, and you can get him like four or five rounds later. And so he's someone I've been picking up. I think I got him in Scott Fishbowl and stuff. Um, and then Matt Breeder, uh, again, another one of those PPR targets. Um, but he might run the ball a little more than some of them as well. Jay, Mike, I just got to answer Jake real quick in, in the chat. He's saying that, you know, Miller or Howard won't reach it. Howard won't reach the fifth round. So July DLF mock, there was, he went one, uh, DLF mock number two, he went 54 overall, which is the fifth round. So he will creep because people are fading. You know, it depends on the draft that you're in. Um, and, and some people will fade him and that you can get him. And those are the times that you got to just look, you know, are there 11 other people you're drafting with, are they, um, you know, going heavy running back? And when you get into those other rounds, you got to look, is there another guy going heavy wide receiver or there's 11 guys going all running back? And when, by the time they get to the fourth, fifth round, they're going to be looking for their um, receivers. So that's when you can actually try to strike when the iron's hot. That's the best case scenario. If you're going wide receiver to start, you got to look. Hopefully, you're the only one doing that start. Yeah, that's the interesting thing in terms of when you look at. So, so right now, I've got fantasy football calculator pulled up. Um, when you're looking at these guys, uh, Gabe, in that frame that you were looking at, so round five through round nine in terms of running backs round five we're looking at like lamar miller sony michelle mark ingram and then if we're looking at round nine it kind of goes all the way down through uh timo nick chubb chris carson Ooh, um, what was that last name chris carson Ooh. starting running back seattle seahawks so um if we're <laughs> if we are uh, i'm just saying i mean how many uh, how many yards does Rashad Penny have in the NFL so far? And how many does Chris Carson have? I rest my case. So Ty Montgomery, running back, <laughs> Green Bay back. <laughs> uh, Tymo. Uh, I-, I love Tymo in the offense. Um, whether he's running back, whether he's uh, catching balls out of the slot, whatever it looks like, I think he's, he's uh, just an awesome piece in the ninth round, RB42. Like, that's theft. Uh the uh, another guy, and I think you're good. If you do go this route, Tyler, to, to speak to what you were talking about, and you, and you as well, Kevin, what you guys were talking about, if you're one of the few going this route in terms of wide receiver heavy early, and you're trying to just scoop up all the running back value that you can in this range, um, I just think that if you swing and miss, like that's just so detrimental to the team. But if you hit, that could be a big boom for you, obviously. I mean, it's about picking the right players, and you can't always know that. But um, there's a ton of intriguing names here. Um, but they're also really scary. Like a lot of these guys, I like a lot. So you, so again, and, I, and I'm just going to run down the, the list of names, and I'm going to bore you to death real quick. Um, I already said uh, Lamar Miller, Sony Michelle, Mark Ingram. So Royce Freeman, Rojo, Dion Lewis, Tariq Cohen, Tevin Coleman. Uh, then it goes into late round six and early round seven. Carry on Johnson, Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead, Marshawn Lynch. All these guys on a week to week basis can be something for you the question just becomes if i'm taking all these running backs between running back 23 through 44 like how likely are they to give me consistent i don't know rb2 weeks um 
And that just becomes, I think, the scary proposition, which I feel like a lot of people are gravitating to this idea of taking all these running backs early. I don't want to have to worry about it. Plus, I like the wide receiver depth later. I think that's what people are gravitating to. But um, Tyler, you were going to say something? Oh, I completely agree. I mean, there are definitely some landmines in there. Um, it, it is a risk, you know, high, it's a high risk, um, high reward if they do hit. I mean, Lynch is coming back for a second year after missing them one year. So who knows what he still has left in the tank. And Crowell, I like Crowell this year because now um, uh, they're back oh, up there. He just got oh, hurt. Oh, yeah. Elijah McGuire. Yeah, McGuire, he just got hurt. So, right. you know, I'm, I'm okay taking a chance with him. I'm not sure. I don't think he's Duke right. Johnson, but, but Don, Duke Johnson's, you know, pretty good. So, yeah, no, there's definitely uh, some landmines in there and hit or miss. And it, 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 no one really talks about it, but you can stream running backs. It's okay to stream running backs. You know, it's just not tight ends and quarterbacks you can stream. So, if you get, a, you know, five or six of them, just go ahead and stream them. C.J. Anderson in the eighth. Hello. Yeah, I like C.J. this year. No. <laughs> no, no way. Four and eight? Mouth, Are you kidding? Man. Yeah. So to me, when I'm when I'm going that late, I don't want guys that just run the ball. I actually want PPR upside. So I'll take the guys like even um, Dion Lewis types that I think will get the receiving work. Ty Montgomery, uh, Chris Thompson. You know, I want those guys that I think I can get the receiving work. And then the upside is if the touchdown hits, because the touchdowns are really what is the variance. So if you're going to buy into variance with these late round running backs, the var- buying the variance is buying the touchdown upside, but the lying on the floor, which would be the touches. So, I mean, that's why PPR receiving backs, uh, Gio Bernard comes to mind. You know, if Hello. Mixon filters a little, falters just a little bit. And Gio gets the passing down work, and he, just, you know, hits six touchdowns or eight touchdowns. All of a sudden, he's a top fifteen running back. So, I mean, I mean, that's really where or why I would focus on on those receiving backs a little bit more. Uh, real quick, another name to drop here would be, uh, you know, everyone hates, but Carlos Hyde. Did, he is actually the starting running back in in Cleveland, and who knows what that offense would be like, but. Hyde is actually the starter. And the seventh, eighth round pick for in redraft. Like I just I I feel like that's a great one. That's that's kind of the last pick there that I see as I scroll through these guys that is an actual starter that is getting volume that you know should be getting at least fifteen touches a game, and you're getting him in the seventh round. Like and kind of to what we alluded to earlier as far as Lamar Miller goes, like maybe Hyde only plays in six games, but at least that they're a solid six games that's giving you RB2 numbers. So, yeah, Hyde, I'm, I'd be all over that Hyde pick. Uh, 36th running back off the board and, and a redraft there, it's nuts. Uh, Peter, when you brought up Isaiah Crowell, um, just mm-hmm. talking about picking him, does – I mean, does he kind of fall in that category with what you were saying about a noon one earlier? And it's like, okay, just because I've got a starting running back or just because I've got a starting receiver doesn't necessarily make him top 24 per se. Yeah, definitely. Um, just because you're the lead dog on a bad team doesn't mean you're going to be a top 24 player. But running back is so volume dependent, even even more so than wide receiver. I just I see Lamar Miller when I look at um, uh, Isaiah Crowell and he's going higher. So for that 
that just makes Cry an easy value. Um, like Kevin said, though, you kind of need PPR upside. Cryle's not a terrible receiver, but he doesn't lock that in. And um, as Bobby Koch uh, has pointed out, Powell does steal more targets than the average running back two. He's also just been terrible with them, though, so I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> um, I, th- I don't think he's going to be a top 24 running back. He could be, but I don't think he's going to be. But I think he can more than provide enough startable top 24 weeks to fit into that later round and running back <clears throat> range. And like I say, he, you can get him after all of these guys. The fact you can get Croa, I mean, all these guys sound too expensive. You said Dion Lewis and Nick Chubb and all these guys, I assume, go a, little, a lot higher than Crowell. Crowell. And um, <laughs> yet uh, he has the same opportunity to provide similar starting weeks, not to all of them, but to some of them at least. And so, yeah. I like him for that reason, not because he's going to finish top 24 necessarily. And now you see what Jake puts up with. I could have said that in like 10 words. Instead, I use 200. (laughs) (laughs) Just showing off that accent a little bit more. Yeah. (laughs) I know it's my only feature, so I just keep (laughs) Embrace it. (laughs) And again, I don't like all of there are a lot of unique situations uh, as far as running back. I mean, seeing those Green Bay running backs like all in round like eight or nine is kind of is kind of fascinating. Like yep. where, where you got to plant your flag or um, the the New England running backs are like round five, seven, and I think I saw uh, James White down there too. I guess but, thirteen and, and your boy Jeremy Hill or Mike Gillisley and whatever. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but the Cleveland running backs, I know those are all close. And, um, they're I, the, in the Indianapolis running backs. Um, I think a lot of people are not sure about Mac Hines and my boy, um, Wilkins, the real starting running back for the Indianapolis Colts. Did you guys like create a list players that I, I, I can make tilt, tilt with if it's ever getting too boring and like you've all got it and you just occasionally throw one in. That is the show sheet, Peter. I was wondering why I was the only one that didn't get a show sheet. Yeah, why. exactly. Yeah. And you can you guess who didn't get the show sheet last week? I know. <laughs> of you know. Don't you write it? <laughs> no, um, I wasn't there for the show last week. You just... You just see who's getting attacked the most. <laughs> we don't all pay attention to your li- No, I, I knew that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Jordan Wilkins. But, yeah, um, I agree with you on the – at least it's a, a fairly good shot of volume late. Yes. Um, I mean, he's the, he's the cheapest option is the only reason I'm kind of – and that's more so a dynasty thing, I guess. Cheapest option, and I don't think that running back for uh, the Colts is on that roster currently, like long-term running back anyways. Uh, hey, quick question. No. Uh, it may be easy. Okay, all right. Uh, out of those <laughs> three or four teams, I'm still going to go with I don't care. <laughs> out of those three or four teams with the committee, say New England, uh, Cleveland, and Seattle, if you had to pick one team's running backs, like as a group, which one would you guys pick? New England. Yeah. New England. And I'm not. I'm not pandering to the guests, but I mean, New, the, I mean they produce every year. In there. Yeah. 
There's a league winner every every year. Every year. Every year. Laguerre Blanc one year. Keon Lewis last year. Burkhead was productive. I mean, there's always, it's just so much richness, you know? It's so much goodness in there. It's, <laughs> it's like a Snickers bar. I, I you know, I, I, I'm not saying that because I'm like a fan or anything. <laughs> no. I, I was just wondering. I, I, I would have I would picked Cleveland myself, but that's just because of the st- steadiness of Hyde, the rookie from uh, Chubb, and uh, Duke Johnson, the PPR guy. That's all. I was just curious. I think that those – I think that Cleveland might boast the most talented threesome. Yeah. Uh, the, the problem is you, you're, you're asking me to buy into a team that's won one game in two years and been an absolute cluster of turds uh, <laughs> for a while and, and look borderline incompetent at times. Now, I do think the offense will be much better, uh, if not this year, the next year, but – um, I think they're probably the most talented, but like like we just said, New England every year, man, it, it's it's stupid at this point. Stupid, Kevin. Not to mention none of those running backs on the well, Jeremy Hill, I guess. Okay, <laughs> but I was gonna, going to say that none of those running backs have a you know a, a top twenty four season under their their belt whereas you know duke johnson's been there and carlos hyde and um nick chubb being the rookie but uh so i i think that as far as talent yeah you feel like you can kind of trust it a bit more but then when you realize that they're on the browns you gotta be sweating a little bit that's for sure all right back to the host (laughs) did james white sniff top 24 at all oh yeah he might have didn't he uh, you know, and Burkhead second half of the season probably did. Uh, I think he scored like 150 the last. Sure, and it, so. well, and that's the thing, especially with the Patriots. It's it's uh, you, you don't really know who the guy is until probably midway through the season, <laughs> at the at the very least, you know, <laughs> where you can actually trust one of them. So, till Dion Lewis is all of a sudden getting 15 carries a game. It's like, wait, what? Wait, what's going on here? Yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> I I was honestly just looking. I was entering in all the running backs from 2017, and I kind of did not realize that Deion Lewis finished 13th overall as far as running yeah. backs go. That like I I was pretty taken back by that. There's just so much production there. Even yeah. split production is just so much volume. This pure volume of production is just insane. That's true. So are we an anti-Sony Michelle podcast then? Because no one was like, well, no, Sony Michelle's going to take all that. There's no one on here who thinks he's actually going to. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you do it. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, you think the Patriots guy is anti-Michelle? No way. Uh, Yeah, I think, no, I think he's baby Mr. LaShawn McCoy. I think he can be really good. It's just overall, when you try to buy those pieces, I think it's uh, one of them is going to be really good. Uh, you just don't know which one, right? Is Michelle going to get part-time duty? Is he going to get eased in? You know, uh, It's kind of hard to know whether he's just going to take control of that backfield or if he's going to um, not get the PPR. Because James White and Brookhead can easily steal all the targets. 
I just uh, happen to know someone who really likes Sony Michelle, and I think it could do him good to hear more about how terrible Sony Michelle is going to do next year. <laughs> I think that would help him out a lot. He struggles with basic thoughts. That was meant to be an insult, and I just completely... It might so be on what insults are actually meant to sound like, but still, keep anyone else want to pile on Sony Michelle here? I think I think this could be good. Has he I love Sony times Michelle. Already? Damn it, Tyler! <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Well, we we tell it how it is, you know. I mean, it's fumbled two or three times already. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't even played yet. Don't worry, I mean, couldn't it? I mean, couldn't it be a case though? Couldn't you see? I mean, you can tell a story where Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead are like somewhere between RB thirteen to nineteen every week, right? Like in that wheelhouse, randomly, um, and you never know who's necessarily going to be the most point getter that week. I think, uh, I think that we can. I think that we can bank on. The Patriots' backfield. The, the question just becomes: Obviously, do, do we buy Bill Belichick because of the fact that they took Sony in the first round, and him looking looking as though he's the obvious head of the backfield, just like Mike Gillisley was going into the season last year, and it started real nice, and it looked fantastic, and then it didn't. Right? Well, even, no, no. Even before that training camp. Gillisley's hurt. Gillisley's not getting reps. Blah blah blah. We open up the season. Gillisley scores a billion touchdowns. And was it week one or week two? And all of a sudden, like the hype train gets absurd. And then all of a sudden, Gillisley is an afterthought. Not to say that Sony Michelle will, but I think it's that volatility that almost feels like it, it can it can be scary on a moment to moment basis with New England. Like we've seen that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's as volatile as people think. I, I mean, Dion Lewis has fumbled but stayed on the field. I, I, you know, I can remember, like, uh, Lawrence Mar- Maroney going a little bit ways back, but, you know, Lawrence Maroney used to drive Belichick nuts, and he still got the carries. Uh, so I think there's more of a reputation there than maybe which actually we find happens, but it, everyone's always frustrated, and, and people like to avoid it, but... I can tell you year after year, if you if you pick the right person or the right player in that offense, you can you can definitely get a uh, a zero RB, if you will, type running back that's gonna produce for you. And Jake just said picking one. Jake just said in his best ball, he took Michelle in the fourth and Rex in the sixth. Is that is that something that you're thinking that is viable for best ball strategy? No, I mean, I, I would have to check what, what their traditional ADPs are, but it feels like investing too heavily in, in in the almost overlapping players, right? Like if Michelle does well, Burkhead probably won't, right? So now you've you've done an either-or pick in, in your first six picks, which is tough, right? It's, it, I don't know that they really – I don't think there's a scenario where both of those guys are going to hit top 24 or, or hit top value. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of handcuffed it with a six-round pick. I, I feel like it, right? in best ball, it seems like it almost be better, um, you know, going back to what Tyler was talking about, like which team would you kind of rather have? I, 
I'd almost rather scoop up a uh, like Aaron Jones and Ty Montgomery almost in like the eighth and ninth round of, of best balls, like, or even uh, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson at, at eighth, ninth round. Like, I, I feel like you could almost nearly get an RB2, RB1 almost every week with that kind of combination without spending too much. Yeah, so I just, completely agree. I yeah. completely agree. I think because everyone's so doubting Belichick and who's going to get the ball every week. Well, I'm pretty. I I would say Hyde's going to get the touches more than the other two guys. And it was just I don't know. I just think that Cleveland. I know it's Cleveland. They're, 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 it's always Cleveland. And they're ugly, but <laughs> I think they're going to be more steady, more Hyde, Hyde, Hyde. And then in New England, it's Thor Dart. You know who, who's going to get it this week. So I, I think I would I think I would stay with Cleveland, and then what Gabe said about uh, the Packers. Now I'd fade to New England in that. I mean, I'd, I'd be more confident that someone in New England's going to produce points. It's just a better, a more high-powered offense than Cleveland. I mean, who will be better? I mean, as long as they've got the same head coach, I just can't come fully in on the idea Cleveland's going to be putting up similar points, even if you have both of both backfields. But it's almost like, okay, let's say they suck, though. You know, not a huge reach there for Cleveland to suck. Um, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Duke, they, they've got, <laughs> I know. Game with Look. Woo! <laughs> that was almost as clear as Tyler's, I want to score the most points. <laughs> I score. Really Did I break it? Bring it. We are bringing it. No more points. Cleveland's bad. NFL power rankings starting from 32. I hope, I hope you're sitting down. All right. <laughs> so, uh, they kept saying 31st best. I, I, thought that was <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which pod that was. I wish I remember now. That was so great. Uh, <laughs> the 31st best team out of 32, right? Uh, 32nd best team, Cleveland. They might not be good. Uh, they might. They will not back. be good. Uh, but they could be playing catch up and um, not so much mustard and will be throwing to Duke Johnson in a catch up game. And uh, that's how he ended up being a top 10 running back last year. And so if you can, if that happens again, great, cool. And, and you got him in the ninth round, but if they so happen to be competitive in some games too, and have Carlos Hyde um, getting some carries and getting that workload, like I, I understand like how they 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 should be perceived as not scoring points, but I think that it you have like a running back in Carlos Hyde that will be good when they are winning games, and you have a if if they're winning games, and then you have a running back that would be good in um, Duke Johnson that that will score points when they're losing games. So it, it's I don't know. I see the argument where it'd be a good investment in rounds eight and nine for kind of any draft really but best ball is more so what i was referencing yeah I, I think duke johnson's a really good point he's also just really good i just think it's more <laughs> likely that new england is going to produce a viable of sorts running back at week to week than cleveland is and mm-hmm. so i'd rather take that backfield that's all i meant just, I, no i agree and, and i do agree with you it's just that it's a heavy investment when you're jumping yeah in yeah six rounds like that's that's a lot that's, for 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 a tandem, 
for one of the guys, if you think one of them is going to be the dude, then that's fine. But if you're going to try to get both and get both that production week to week, I don't know about that. Right. So, so bad, bad two picks there, Jake. That was really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jake, you're bad. Get him, Gabe. Get him. And, and Peter, and Peter's a really good podcaster. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, no. And he doesn't even watch football games. <laughs> yes, I do. I mean, no, I don't. I don't know anymore. Hashtag here for the numbers. All right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm just here to start the campaign for Tyler for New Orleans Saints. That's really. <laughs> let's go. Let's, let's get that That's done. Right. That's right. I'm on board. Who's it's tired? That time, someone from this community <laughs> was brave enough to put up or shut up and show them what we can do in the NFL. That's what I think. That <laughs> time, what we see, can do. That time, they see what a fantasy player can do on that field. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no pressure, should, but you've got the That's hopes right. and dreams. The entire fantasy community, right? Don't you mess this up for us. Don't you die on that field. <laughs> So, how old are you, Tyler? Yeah, Can I ask how old you are? Shug Dash, yeah. Or just yeah, Shug I'm... Space T, Shug Dot T. What are you going to put on your jersey? I'm very good. It's, 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 a, it's a Space T. It's a Space T. Okay, tea. Space T. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, uh, I think Peter asked me. It's, uh, I'm 36. Oh, he's outside that's, that's of the prime window. window. Jerry Rice. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Rice. Hey, that, we got the know, Jerry Rice. Of 2018, sitting on our podcast, and it's sorry. Not yeah, right. sorry to assume that you'd play wide receiver, Tyler. I'm not exactly. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you know, shook, but no. Uh, that's... What, can, what would you prefer to play? You're you. So you try out for the Saints tomorrow, and yeah. what are you? What are you lining up as? What do you play? When I played high school ball, I was a tight end, but uh, I go I go receiver. Why not? So well, you know they group? need a tight end, though. They, they could, you you they, are they you're, you they might do. be younger than Benjamin Watson. <laughs> I'm probably a little healthier too. Then you start healthy and Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll so what's end. your what's your play style? Like, are you like a red zone threat? Are you like a like a vertical threat? Pr- primarily blocking. Like, what's your play style? How, what what can we bank on you to do when it comes to actually producing on the field? I score the most points every week. I mean, that's what I want. <laughs> I'm terrible at podcasting. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm Come up with a new question. <laughs> wow, these are like softballs. This is easy. <laughs> Eli, Eli has harder questions than this. <laughs> no, give me, give me the red zone. I'll take the red zone. <laughs> J. Mike's done. He turned his video off. He's muted. <laughs> We broke the nicest man in this community <laughs> in like an hour. Yeah, right. <laughs> Finally oh, found man. the script of night. I'm, I'm, I'm not coming back. I'm not walking back anymore. <laughs> oh, he's oh, really Alex. not coming back. No, really Shug, you're dead enough. to me. <laughs> <laughs> When you punch as hard as you do, you gotta dial it back sometimes. <laughs> when you got that hard, hard right hook, you gotta sometimes, you know, give him a jab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's swinging big, <laughs> knocking the man down. Timber. <laughs> oh. 
Jamo, we honestly have nothing to talk about if you're take, not leading us. Take us home, <laughs> Gabe. Home, We're Gabe. just in a stare at each Just take, take us home, Gabe. Just take us home. Okay. Is it about that time? Yeah. it's. Uh, Looking at my role, it's about that time. Yeah. It's 5.30 a.m. for me right now. So, um, <clears throat> well, it was so much fun being back. Uh, I don't have much to say until later. I got to write something something down. Um, so we'll have someone else say some things. Uh, Tyler, why don't we start with you? Shug. Yeah. Space yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can find me at uh, Tyler Blosky on Twitter. It's T-Y-L-E-R-B-E-L-A-W-S-K-E. Uh, you can find me and my son at the Tyler and Eli Fantasy Football Tips podcast exclusively on YouTube. And uh, yeah, guys, this is awesome. Thank you so much. It was fun. Uh, again, I'll take anyone over Steph Diggs. And uh, you can find me in the red zone in uh, Saints. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> the, the real question is, well where can we on find one of those t-shirts? Uh, hit, hit, DM me up and I will uh, get you one. My man. Yeah. Father and son, boy, has never been dead. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, you're going to have to listen to the Tyler and Eli Fantasy Football Podcast to hear the rest of that intro. Um, you're very lucky to have heard that much. Peter. Hello. I literally need you to fucking <laughs> say an outro right fucking now. Uh, all right. Thanks for having me on, guys. Sorry if I ruined everything because I normally do. And speaking over everyone, this is my apology uh, tour. So uh, I'm happy to start it off with. No, um, yeah, you can follow me on PA Howdy, PA Howdy on Twitter. I'm co-host of the Dynasty Crossroads podcast. I write for DLF, and I actually really do love Jamon. And Tyler's pretty cool, too. <laughs> and Kevin, Kevin. Sorry. Yeah, Kevin's awesome. Nothing but love for you, Peter. What the fuck, Peter? <laughs> Why'd you leave me out? Oh, yeah. Well, because everyone already knows we all love you. <laughs> no one needs to say it. <laughs> to given. Yeah. Hey, hey, Peter, what was your uh, handle soon. again? At PA Howdy. Oof. Actually, I, I just did your team like two days ago. Not looking <laughs> good in the power paint. Really not. It's not looking good. Not looking good. I remember that handle. Yep. That's not good. God, I love that because you said it and my heart rose. Like, he's going to say something good. And then, no, you just throw me right back. No, no, it's not. Another swing. By the way, it's going to be at least 700 plus. Just before we log out, he sucks. He's just laying flowers over the grave at this point. That's right. That's right. Getting bodied. My goodness. I'm just going to go on a limb and say that I think it's because Peter drafted Diggs, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, you got a filter, right? It's a good spit. <laughs> good spitball there, Kevin. <laughs> You're immediately 700 plus. <laughs> oh, you drafted Dylan. You're in the top 200. <laughs> and Juju. It won't be too bad to go through all those scrolls and add that column, will it? <laughs> they are feeling column. Yeah, right. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. That won't take that too long. Um. All right, and uh, Kevin. 
our last Thanks, guest. Thanks, guys. Always, always fun. Uh, you know, anytime you need me to come on this, uh, I'm, I'm willing to come back. This is always a good time. Uh, my, my podcast, I'm traditionally doing a straight-laced interview, and we don't really laugh that much. So uh, I try to do a little bit more. Um, just interview and bring out the expertise of the guests. So Fantasy Football Engineering Podcast, check me out. Um, I'm pretty much non-ex what's the opposite of exclusive <laughs> on youtube i'm everywhere but youtube so you, you can get me google play stitcher itunes all those fancy sound like, you sound like a buffet all inclusive um, yeah, yeah exactly uh 26.99 but not at the underscore ff underscore engineer yeah laugh up the two underscores all you want but that's where i am and uh if you can't type two extra underscores then Okay, that's why fine. that's why I handwrite them. I can't type them. I handwrite it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Got like eight underscores on his tag. So yeah, right. <laughs> that, that pinky shift all the way over to the. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, nah, it's been great. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Anyone got any questions and uh, great conversation, guys. Yes. Hey, three, three great podcasts and, and truly diverse as well that we uh, that we had on tonight. So that was awesome. Uh, Jay, Mike, do you have anything to say? Uh, no, I've been bodied enough at this point. Yeah. Shook T. On Twitter at, uh, at We'll Figure It Out. <laughs> that's at we'll figure it out I'm not, I'm not giving out my handle anymore at this point no. at, body. <laughs> yeah. at get body um, on twitter at jmikecheck at jmickcheck the show's handle is at the open bar fp uh, and uh, <laughs> again uh, a huge shout out uh, to the to the face that runs the place uh, the co-host uh, the host, the man who drives this thing, uh, homie Gabe is back. So happy days uh, are here. Happy days are here. Uh, thank you to our guests for joining us. Um, fun group. Uh, Kevin, I've already shared my affection uh, for you and, and your particular involvement uh, in my start in Dynasty and everything. Else. So thank you again. You. Stop the set. <laughs> Uh, Peter, always good to be with you again, my dude. Uh, <laughs> you, you you always set me straight, and and Suge T, I would say it's a pleasure. Um, no, I guess I have to say it's a pleasure because otherwise, I don't want that, I don't want them kind of problems. Um, <laughs> everybody in the chat, thank you guys for joining us so much. Uh, it was lit, man. It was crazy fun. Uh, you guys are great, and anybody who's checking us out in podcast form, uh, thank you uh, again on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, I. Uh, I've just said iTunes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play. Uh, the list goes on and on. And, uh, yeah, that is that. So, uh, to take us home, my dude, Gabe, Bungie. Yeah, free Bungie. Thank you uh, <laughs> for starting that trend and uh, taking me home. I did actually get a uh, random uh, search on my way back home from uh, from Europe. They, they tagged me and I, they took me into the, you know, the black box and I waved to my wife as she got onto the plane and I wasn't sure if I was leaving the country. It was, uh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It was interesting <laughs> there for a second, but, uh, 
So the free bungee thing was more real than you knew, my man. So uh, when Twitter keeps it too real, yes. But um, I'm, man, I uh, I really am just so happy to be back. I uh, I appreciate being able to do this every week for um, the podcast of your um, favorite podcast. Especially with you, J. Mike, my man, and uh, whoever decides to come on the show. It was great to have you three on here. It was a very <laughs> diverse, good community of fun. Man. Oh, I'm going to have to listen back to this one. Tyler, you were something else. Uh, okay, so <laughs> we, uh, we're here every week, Tuesdays, uh, 9.30 Eastern-ish. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to do some more. I, I've, I have some more intros coming. Apparently. Hey. So, uh, I got to get back in the studio. Got to throw this mic up there to wrap or whatever you call it. Whatever Eli calls it. I <laughs> 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 uh, love it. Love that kid. Um, and um, I, I'm sorry. I'm like so. I I'm, I feel like it's 6 a.m. in the morning in my mind right now. So I apologize for my staggering here. But um, really appreciate everyone coming out to listen tonight live, or if you're listening on a podcast right now on the next day or three weeks from today. Much appreciated. We'll probably. I mean, we'll probably start doing this every week, huh, Jay Mike? Because it's like season time. But we got our Hall of Fame game. What day is that? Sunday. Uh Monday, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Oh, I don't even know what day it is. Um, okay, cool. So we'll have um, plenty of analysis for that game specifically come next week. And, um, but I'm sure we'll be doing a show every week from here out. Huh? J Mike. So like, uh, yeah. What, what did it say? Uh, we have a, we have a game every week from now through February, I believe they said. So yeah, yeah. This, is, this is it. This is, this is our go time. Points will be scored every single week. <laughs> until february from from here until february so i i'm i'm better get in that DraftKings uh hall of fame game tout i'm sure there's some fire takes there uh i don't know there's nothing else to say we're on fake pigskin they they put us out here we're doing our thing with them and um i don't know I, that 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 fucking <laughs> fish tank is driving me insane. So I'm gonna tell y'all to put your damn cups up so we can get out of here. Uh, and cheers, and we will see y'all next week. And do.